everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 22. Uh, I'm your pal Val. Jason's got the day off today. Like I said, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we try to merge NASCAR with uh, trading cards. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about the Charlotte winners, Bristol winners, and their cards. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame induction process that changes here and the announcement of the uh, three new class of 21 members. So, so let's get to it. The guys were back from uh, after Darlington was the Charlotte race. They actually ran four races, associated four races in four days. So it started with the Coke 600 on May 24th. That was an uh, interesting race, if everybody uh, watched that one. Chase Elliott had a commanding lead. He uh, had that incident in Darlington with uh, Kyle Busch and spinning out, and then uh, they threw the uh, call to race for rain. So he kind of had a heartbreaker there. He's going to at least uh, vie for the win uh, with uh, Denny Hamlin, I believe. So he was looking for some redemption in the Coke 600, and he was out to a pretty good lead with only a couple laps left, and William Byron, uh, I believe, blew a tire, and so I had to come in. And so as the leader, uh, him and his crew chief uh, decided to come in for tires, and nobody else did. And so he was left in, I think, about eighth place or somewhere like that. And then over time, he uh, fell short, and Brad Kozlowski won that race. So Brad finished first. Chase came in second. Well, Jimmy Johnson, had, I believe, had come in second, but he was disqualified, and so he was shown as 40th last place. Uh, we usually like to talk about the highest finishing rookie, these are the folks that you might want to be, you might be interested in picking up the cards or, or uh, collecting them. So the highest runner was an eighth spot with Tyler Reddick. It was interesting that Christopher Bell was ninth and Cole Custer uh, number twelve. They called this little this trio here of the big three. I guess you would say when they were in Xfinity, so they've all kind of moved up. So Brad Kozlowski won the race, and his rookie cards are in 2008. Uh, he's got the autograph, press pass signings, and that comes in a different couple of different parallels. That's on card. It's got the little sticker. I think he was running for Junior Motorsports, so he's got the little sticker kind of uh, authenticating it. And uh, there's a base version, there's a gold, there's the printing plates, and I believe there's a silver version. Now, I picked up a signing autograph with just a regular plain Jane with shipping. I think it was $14. So I thought that was a great buy concerning he's got over 30 cup wins. And for base cards, he's in the Speedway and Stealth. And Stealth has a Chrome, which was the hobby version, I believe. And a regular card was retail. And there's different parallels for those. And speed, same thing with Speedway. Speedway has got uh, eBay preview, it says. I'm looking on the trading card database. And I believe PressPass used to put those on eBay and sell those for the super diehards. Now, the Chrome, Chrome is showing that there's a gold version number to 99 and a Chrome exclusive serial number to 25. 
and an eBay preview as well to five. Speedway is showing the base eBay preview, a gold version, serial numbered, a red version numbered to 10, and another version numbered to 50. I don't remember what that was. So Brad Keselowski, I think, is uh, for a long term, he's going to make the Hall of Fame with a championship in 2012, I believe. And I don't think you can go wrong if you can pick up a 2008 press pass signings for, like I said, $14. He's not someone who signs on card. He, I don't say he was involved in the incident, but back in 2012, and I think it was the Ignite, when he was, when press pass was doing the Ignite, for somehow, some reason, his autographs were auto-penned. And Press Pass had to scramble and do, I believe you exchanged them for a on-card autograph. And I believe since that time, Press Pass never had him again on a on-card uh, trading card autograph. And now with Panini picking up the license, all of Bread's autographs are sticker. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. But again, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, even with the change that we'll talk about uh, with at least one championship. So um, so let's go on to the next race. The next race was the Xfinity race in Charlotte. That was the 2020 Ausco 300. Kyle Busch won that. No surprise. Uh, he is a monster when it comes to all the different series. Uh, racing reference is showing him at 97 wins in the Xfinity series, 57 in truck and 56 in cup. So uh, we've talked about him numerous times. Uh, his rookie cards are in 2004, and there's a couple different flavors with the press pass base, Delph, I think, but I'm not going to take up a lot of time talking about uh, Kyle Busch. We've covered him uh, quite a bit. I think it was last year. Let me see. Does he have any wins this year in Cup? He does not. Since he doesn't have any Cup wins this year, we can talk about him real quick. Uh, he's in that 2002 Choice Marketing Racing Stars. Uh, I'm not sure where that set came from, but it's a little set. He's I don't know how old He's probably a teenager in there. But his first major release cards are in 2004. He's got the 2004 Press Pass base, like I said. What's interesting about that is actually in that 2004 Press Pass set, it's a really fun little set. They made variations of different cards, showing them with the infield or uh, grandstands in the back or changing the background. Or actually with the Matt Kenseth, they actually changed the card number. But with the Kyle Busch, since this is rookie, there's also two versions, one with the grandstands in the back and one with the infield, green grass and the track in, in the background. So uh, there's different parallels to that. There's a autograph, 2004 autograph as well, signing. That card has started to reach about $50, I believe. There's also a gold version. He's in the Optima brand, Press Pass Optima. He's in the Press Pass Stealth brand. Press Pass Trackside, he's in the 2004 Wheels, High Gear Set, uh, they all have parallels. You can check out the listings on Trading Card Database. If you go to Trading Card Database in the center on the top, you'll see uh, Baseball in the search bar. If you do the drop down and pick Racing and type in Kyle Busch, the listings will come up and you can search. That's where I usually search um, cards. And if you haven't been out there, they actually show card images as well 
and if you join, uh, there's different. It's all free. You can join, and you can actually, if you have cards, you can scan them in and add them, which I've done as well to help just give a visual to the card information. So, but that's the Xfinity series at Charlotte on the 25th. Then the next day was the truck race, the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. It's the 2020 North Carolina Education Lottery 200. Now, this was interesting that this was the bounty race. So Kevin Harvick offered $50,000 to any cup driver who could beat Kyle Busch in a truck race. Clint Boyer was talking about on his on the podcast, the Barstool podcast, I believe he was on, and they were mentioning trying to get him, sponsor him, and get a truck. Um, and Clint was telling the host that it was a little harder than just get a truck. So Kevin Harvick put up the 50000 and Marcus Limonis, who is uh, a sponsor of the Leganda RV Outdoors um, series, he said he'd put up $50,000 as well, making it 100000 Uh Chase Elliott threw his name in, in the ring. So Chase Elliott was going up against Kyle Busch, and it was a very good race. Chase and Kyle Busch had that incident in Darlington. Chase lost that heartbreaker of the Coke 600. Not a heartbreaker, but... You know, if the race would have went green, he would have probably had won that race. So uh, I watched that race. It was um, it was good. Uh, Chase was winning. Kyle Busch was trying to catch him as, as the best he could, but he just couldn't do it. He was about second, second and a half, I think, was behind. So Chase Elliott wins the 2020 North Carolina Education Lottery. Uh, it, it felt like there was a weight lifted off of Chase. Uh, he did a little bow like Kyle Busch does, and um, I said got that that money, got the nickname Bounty Hunter, so that was really cool. And Jay, uh, we'll talk about Chase's cars here in a minute. And I guess that kind of spoils. So the next race and last race for Charlotte in May was the 2020 Osco Uniforms 500. Chase Elliott. Again, with only a couple laps to lead, was out uh, by himself, but no cautions this time, unlike the Coke 600, and Chase Elliott cruises to the win for the cup race. Uh, that was Thursday, May 28th. That race was supposed to be, was it, was it supposed to be then? Or there was some rain out, so whatever it was, I can't remember here. Um, now, Chase Elliott, somebody I've been collecting for uh, a while, and he's got so his first base card with his name on it uh, is 2011. But it's interesting in 1997, uh, Racer's Choice was I believe was a Pinnacle brand. They have a picture of Bill Elliott holding a toddler, Chase Elliott, with all that hair. And also 1997 Press Pass number 45 is Chase Elliott. Excuse me, it's Bill Elliott's car. But Chase Elliott is sitting in the driver's seat with his hands on the steering wheel. What's interesting is that there's some verbiage on the front of the card in white saying Chase Elliott looks right at home in the driver's seat, basically, and that, you know, is this a glimpse of a 21st century NASCAR champion? So that's going to be really interesting if uh, Chase can pull off a championship here, uh, you know, as a predecessor to that 1997 press pass again he's uh you know a toddler in in that but his first real 
uh, mass-produced card with his name on it um, and solely his his name on it is the 2011 Wheels Element number 99. I'm a big fan of this set. I enjoyed uh, opening the, these products. And there's some different parallels. The last four or five cards in the Element set from, I think it was 2009, 2010, 2011, were, were rookies. And I think 2010 is known for the Trevor Bain. And 2009 has got Austin Dillon. So in 2011... Uh, card number 99, the Chase Elliott. And there's some different parallels. It was a hobby and a retail blaster. And I believe the red came out of the blasters. They're not numbered. There's a purple version. I do not remember where the purple version came from. I do know the green came out of the hobby boxes. I bought a uh, case of the hobby boxes. And the reason I bought the case of the hobby boxes is that there's autographs, undiscovered element autographs in the silver foil hobby boxes. So you get either a black number to 35 parallel of, of the set or you get an undiscovered elements autograph. Now each one of the undiscovered elements drivers has an autograph. And I, I think when I reached out on the message boards and I was told that you get about three 30% are the undiscovered element autographs. The other 70% are the black parallel. So out of a 10-box 10 10 box case, hobby box case, you're going to get three autographs and seven black parallels. So what I usually do is wait for Black Friday uh, to pull trigger on one of these cases. Because I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to try to want to get a case. That way I, have, I know I'm getting... Um, three of the autographs. Uh, so I had done that, and I was super lucky, and I actually got a red version. So there's two versions, a blue, I think it's numbered to 125, and a red version, numbered to 25. So that's the only way to get the rookie year Chase Elliott autographs. Uh, really um, a nice-looking card and um, a very, very nice autograph. And you can check those out. Now, they're not cheap. Um, the, the serial number to 25, I have no idea what they go for. Uh, like I said, there's only 25 of them, and you figure there's going to be, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars. Now, the the blue version I've seen go for 90 to 125, but I haven't seen any of them lately. I haven't been looking for them. I probably need to uh, start looking. And, again, you know, what I usually do is, set up a search in eBay, and then you'll get an email that I can kind of look at and see what uh, what's available or what's been put up on the site for, for that day. So but that was the uh, Charlotte race, and then they moved over to Bristol. So the Bristol race was run on May 31st. It's the It was the 2020 Food City Presents the Supermarket Heroes 500. And this was another race. Chase Elliott and Joey Logano were going for the win, and they were bumping, and Chase was on the inside, got, I guess, either loose, rode up the track, took Joey Logano out, and Brad Keselowski won. So he kind of snuck a win there. Um, I don't want to say he sneak a win, but he was in the right spot at the right time. Uh, you got to be up front to uh, win so uh, so we're not going to talk about Brad's cards as we did just earlier in the podcast the Xfinity race was June 1st 
and that was the 2020 Cheddar's 300 presented by ASCO. Uh, again, that was at Bristol, and Noah Grafskin won. Uh, he runs for JR Motorsports. Uh, he's running the Plan B sales car, and Noah's been um, – we've talked about him before. I believe he won Daytona this year. He, we've talked about him before. He's in the 2017 Donruss Signature Series cards. He has no base cards of, of Donruss, but he does have a 2017 Panini Absolute base card. And then he's got some parallel printing plates. Absolute, I believe it was only one year, but they've got a blue version, a gold version, red version, silver version. But he's also in the Panini Select Signature Series. So he doesn't have a base in Select, but he does have autographs. And then in Torque, it's kind of the same way. Only has signatures. Uh, one of the things Panini I've been noticing a trend is, is that they will get the rookies autographs and they'll put them in the different series, but they might only have a base card in one of the series. So, But Noah is... Um, a very good driver. Like I said, he's won Daytona. He's won last year in the trucks, I believe. He's running for Jarrah Motorsports. I don't know if he's on the contract for anything further, but um, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he gets called up and maybe he goes to Hendrick or something like that. Not that Junior Motorsports, I think, is a satellite for Hendrick, but I think some of them have come uh, through for uh, Hendrick. So. But that is the races at Bristol. So now I want to transition to the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction voting and selection process. I got word that the voting day is going to be Tuesday, June 9th. That's usually one of my favorite days of the year, but because of the pandemic and everything else, usually the voting day is the Tuesday, Wednesday before the Coke 600, but because of everything that's going on, it was delayed. And um, it's a great way to, um, if you go, if you're close to Charlotte, to go to the Hall of Fame. You can see the selection panel. You can, you know, either talk to them while they're going to the room or get autographs. And then also in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, they'll have the announcement. And folks that are um, being selected or considered, they might show up. And um, you know, if they get selected, the media is there to talk to them. It's another place, great place to get autographs. Where was. So the voting panel members uh, will be meeting on video and phone conference to review and discuss the nominees. So the way it worked before was that they would all go in, they all had their little book binder of all the nominees, and basically uh, they would all talk and hash it out and select the five that they used to. Now it's three. So uh, Herschel McGriff put on Facebook that the voting day, again, is going to be Tuesday, June 9th via the um, virtual voting panel. They're going to be announced Tuesday, June 16th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll see plenty of that uh, coming up. So, But this year was a little different. So I can talk quite a bit about the old way they selected five drivers, crew chiefs, you know, five in total from the list of, I think it was 25, and they whittled down to 20, uh, and then uh, whatever year it was. But now they've reduced it to three. So two from the modern era, and then one from the pioneer era. There are 10 nominees from the modern era, and then five from the pioneer era. So like I said, they were doing five a year, and I think it was 
10 years, so that's 50 nominees. So, you know, I think they decided, okay, uh, we're going to slow it down a little bit. We're getting caught up. So not there's still plenty of folks that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think they wanted to slow it down a little bit. So we could talk about a little bit about the um, process, if you're not familiar with it. Like I said, the Hall of Fame is one of my uh, favorite things. Um, it's closed right now, but when it was open, if you've never been, it's, it's actually really cool with the cars there on Glory Road, the movie that they have, the exhibits. Uh, the fourth floor has artifacts, and uh, I think it was the third floor has got the hauler, and you want to change uh, the tire, jack up the cars. Really cool. Go through a hall, like I said, look at the engine. Uh, and it's also where they have the uh, where they have the five members that be inducted their artifacts and memorabilia. So uh, if I'm on the website here, it says how are the inductees selected and voted into NASCAR Hall of Fame? That there is a uh, the whole process starts with a 22 person nominating committee that meets in Daytona, uh, and those selected 10 nominees for the modern and then five from the pioneer. Then there's a 64-person voting panel, which includes the members of the nominating committee plus additional representatives, and they vote on the three inductees from the list of 15 nominees. And the voting panel submits a total of 65 ballots. Now, what's really cool is that NASCAR allows the fans one vote. So while the voting is open, you can go to the website and vote for them, and then they tally them, and then the top two in the modern and one in the... Pioneer will be submitted with the other votes. Now, one thing I liked was that um, the nominating committee and the voting panel, they would come to Charlotte to um, convention center and vote. And what's great is that you have all members from NASCAR, from the tracks, from Hall of Famers, and people in the sport. And so Richard Petty was on the list, and uh, Junior Johnson, uh, and, and so forth. So for me, uh, you know, I loved it because I can see these guys, talk to them, and, and get autographs and stuff. So uh, they've, they've kind of shaken it up this year. And so, you know, I'm looking on the website. It says the voting panel consists of members of the nominating committee plus former drivers, former owners, former crew chiefs, manufacturer representative, media members, and the current reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion. That's right, I forgot about that. So your last year's Cup winner will be uh, also get a vote, which is, you know, they've done that, I guess that was a couple of years ago, they added that. I think maybe Jimmy Johnson was the first one. But um, that's cool. I think that gives the champion uh, a look at the history when they're in that room and when they're in that process and give them appreciation. Not that they probably didn't have it already, already but... Uh, you know, I'm sure they're busy with everything else. But, the, you know, at least for an hour or two, they get immersed into the history and the credentials that the nominees have. So so the new ones or the new folks are going to be Richard Childress, Rick Hendrick, Ron Hornaday Jr., Dale Jared, Roger Penske, Darrell Waltrip, and Rusty Wallace. They're going to be they're on the voting panel as well. So they're part of that, that group now. Uh, I'm not going to go into, you know, the credentials for being nominated, but I do want to talk about the the folks that are on the ballot. So our 10 in the modern era are Neil Bonnet, Jeff Burton, Dale Hart Jr., Harry Gant, Carl Edwards, Harry Hyde, Larry Phillips, 
Ricky Rudd, Kirk Shepard Nine, and Mike Stefanik. You know, this is a really good list here, um, all deserving. We can talk about some of their cards. Uh, some of the highlights would be like Dale and Hart Jr., his rookies are in 1994. I think it's in the Optima and Wheels. And then we have Harry Gant, 1989 Max. Jeff Burton is 1991 Max. Neil Bonnet, 1988 Max. Carl Edwards, 2003. Just in the press pass. Uh, some of the other drivers, Harry Hyde, I think he's in the 1990 Pro Set. No, Harry Hyde is in the 1989 Max set. That's his first card. Carl Edwards. Yeah, going back to Carl Edwards, his rookie is in the 2003 Press Pass. He's got a, so the 2003 Press Pass signings, and another, he's in the track side with the base, second sample, and gold. So the Harry Hyde, 1989 Max, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. And going back to Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's got... Uh, I guess kind of something like that, Chase Elliott, where in 1993, he's on a Max card with Kerry and his dad. And then also on the action pack, it's kind of, it doesn't look like the same photo. It, yeah, it looks like it's the same photo, maybe um, cropped a little tighter in the action pack. Oh, and also the Max Premier Plus. Uh, it's got the same version as the Max, but it's the, I believe the Chrome version. And then in 1993, he's got his own card in the Optima XL. That is kind of like a tall boy. Uh, there's two versions. There's a, uh, an Earnhardt family subset in that set. It's got um, Carrie and Kelly, Teresa, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., naturally. And then there's a red-hot version. That's, I think it's red foil for it. And then they also, in the 1994 Wheels High Gear series, they have that same... Earnhardt family subset. Uh, they have a card with Kelly, Carrie, and Dale Jr. in front of the Western Steer uh, car. And then Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has his own card, uh, a base, a gold version that was random in um, the Series 2 packs. And so the wheels, I believe, were in two versions, and, and this is in the second series. If you're looking for wax, you want the second series. And so there's a gold version that's random. I can't remember how many you get per box. I don't think it's, I don't know, maybe you get one per pack maybe. But again, it's um, uh, quite a bit of cards. I think it's like 100 and, or maybe 100 in that second series. And then there's a silver day one version. The first day of production, they put a silver foil one on the pack. And uh, the whole, every car has got the silver foil uh, one. So you can get a, you know, do a day one version, a gold version, and a base set. So, so that's the 1994 Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton is the 1991 Max. Uh, that's his only card. We talked about Harry Hyde. Uh, Ricky Rudd, he's also, his rookie's in a 1989 Max set. And Kirk Shepardine is also in the 1989 Max set. That 89 Max set is, is a large set, and 88 Max was a 100-card set. So the 89 was pretty much a lot of folks' first card since 88 had the tracks in it and uh, a shot of a car and checklists and stuff like that. So I guess what I'm saying is not a lot of filler, but not a lot of individual cards, while the 89 Max set was, I think, 220 cards, and they had some of that fluff as well, but a lot more subjects. So. And then if I had to pick two, so Larry Phillips and Mike Stepanek, I'm not 
upon all of their information, not that they're not deserving for the Hall of Fame. You know, when that voting panel gets in there, you never know how it's going to go. You know, I, I'm um, Most of my history or, or watching NASCAR is in the Cup Series or Xfinity or Truck. Uh, Mike Stepanek was more in the Wheel and Modified Tour. Uh, he was a champion multiple years, won numerous awards. Uh, he did run a little bit in Xfinity and Cup, not much. I think it was 26 races for the Truck Series, 26 races in Xfinity. He's definitely his warehouse where he's known for was in the Wheeland Modified Tour, and he was a champion in 1989, 91, 97, 98, 2001, 2002, and 2006. He was the 97 and 98 Bush North Series champion. So multiple, multiple championships. Granted, it was the Modified Series Tour, but still multiple champions. Larry Phillips is kind of the same. I'm not familiar with his uh, history. He again, raced in different series, that Wheel and All-American series, and uh, looking at Wikipedia, he 1989 Winston Racing Series champion, 91, 92, 95, and 96. Uh, he's in the National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame. Uh, it was inducted in 2001 and was named one of 25 greatest Wheel and All-American series. So Larry Phillips and Mike Stepanek are uh, two from a different series, uh, again, still under the umbrella of NASCAR, but all deserving. So before you pick five, you know, members, or we still have a few folks in the Pioneer Series we haven't talked about yet. But so out of this modern series, we only have we can only pick two. You know, I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is kind of a lock. You know, he has a storied career and most most popular driver for numerous years. The second choice is going to be interesting. You know, I, I don't know. Part of me thinks that Kirk Shermerdine will get in. Uh, he was the true chief for Dale Earnhardt Sr., and he only won four championships with Dale True Chief um, in 1986, 87, 1990, and 1991. Uh, he kind of, I want to say he's faded out, but, uh, you know, I've been looking for him to get an autograph. So he's not in, I guess, the normal or, or the places I've been looking for him. I think he got nominated to a Hall of Fame in Darlington. I think that's the last time I saw his name. Um, but with four championships, I would think, uh, you know, he's got a really good shot at that second spot. Uh, you know, we talked about Larry Phillips and Mike Stefanik. Uh, these are two that uh, have multiple championships, you know, on a different level. You know, Harry Hyde has won, won a championship, I think, with Bobby Isaac. And then if you've seen Days of Thunder, Harry Hogg is kind of modeled after Harry Hyde, um, molding Tim Richmond. Uh, again, Carl Edwards and Neil Bonnet and Jeff Burton, they all have Hall of Fame careers. But, you know, when you put them all up against each other, and again, whatever the voting panel decides, and uh, so we'll see who gets that, if I'm right or not. And then the Pioneer class, only one of the Pioneers will be selected. So that's Jake Elder, Red Farmer, Banjo Matthews, Herschel McGriff, and Ralph Moody of Holman and Moody. 
And again, one of these gentlemen will be selected in the Pioneer class for a total of three, down from five from last year. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the voting panel decides on the Pioneer class. So Now, Red Farmer, he's a three-time NASCAR late model sportsman champion. I know he's got cards, um, I don't say rookie cards because uh, he's been racing a while you know, racing before NASCAR cars were produced. So he's in a 1989-90 TJ Racing Masters of Racing set. That's an interesting little set we'll talk about in a later episode, but that was a little four-pack bundled set. I think each pack was sold in 1989. But one of the first mass-produced for Red Farmers in 1991 tracks set. And then he's got some autos, I believe, as well. Maybe I think it's in Press Pass Legends. So Jake Elder is a three-time NASCAR Cup Series champion crew chief. His rookie card is in the 1989 Max set. And Banjo Matthews is in the 1989 Winner's Circle set. He's also in that 1989-90 PG Racing Masters of Racing set. Banjo, you know, the, the website I'm looking at says built cars that won more than 250 NASCAR Cup Series races and three championships. Uh, I've heard his name mentioned when they called. Uh, he built, uh, I guess, the cars as well as the seat, the Banjo seat. I think it's um, earlier on uh, seats that he fabricated to help hold that driver in while they're going around the turn so they don't uh, uh, fly out. So. Uh, Herschel McGriff is also in on the list of pioneers. He's the 1986 NASCAR West Series champion. Banjo is also in that 1989-90 TG Racing Masters of Racing set. I think he's in the higher set. So they had the little four packs for the lower series and then a larger yellow gold series that was kind of like an, I don't want to say an update set, but it was a larger two-pack boxed. So Herschel has got two cards in that set. And then Ralph Moody. Now Ralph Moody is a two-time NASCAR, Ralph Moody, uh, two-time NASCAR Cup Series owner champion as mechanical genius of Holman Moody. He has a card in the 1989 Max. It's the little, it's a card number 183. There's a little silver-bordered subset inside that D9 Max talking about pioneers and stuff. And he's also in the 1989-90 TJ Racing and Masters card number 56, 58. It shows him in front of the zero car. And so the the voting panel needs to select one from the Pioneer ballot. So Red Farmer, Jack Elder, Banjo Matthews, Herschel McGriff, and Ralph Moody, every one of them deserving. I don't know how you pick one over the other. Uh, I guess that's why I'm glad I'm not on the voting panel. It's cool that they're breaking this out. We'll find out Tuesday who gets elected to the class of 2021. They have the induction ceremony in January, late January. So it'll be late January of 2021. I don't know how or what that's going to look like with our current situation. You're going to want to make sure you don't miss next week's show. Panini announced that the NASCAR version of Chronicles will be releasing August 7th. They've released the sell sheet with some images, mock-ups. I'm going to try to see if I, can, if Jason is free, we can talk about Chronicles. I believe he mentioned that he has a lot of experience with Chronicles in the other brand. I am not familiar with Chronicles. 
And so I'm curious to get his take on the mock-ups and, and the details in the sell sheet that I might have overlooked for us to get excited about. We still have a, a few months left. Also, check out the Hobby Hotline, the Saturday show from 11 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific. And now on a new day as well, or an additional day, is Monday. It's 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, thank you everybody for listening. If you'll please leave a review or and share the podcast, uh, you can also find me on on Twitter at NASCAR Radio. And also, I should be getting back a 11 card submission to PSA or back from PSA. There's somebody on the PSA message boards where they get them in bulk and submit. Uh, for better pricing, I think it was $11. I like to get the NASCAR uh, rookies autographed and encapsulated by PSA. So uh, the reason I say all that is on Racing Card Info on YouTube is my other channel where I have box breaks, and I will be doing an unboxing of that PSA submission and the autographs and the cards. So thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next week. Thanks.